It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz blow out the New Orleans Pelicans without the services of Anthony Davis. How much did that impact the game? What allowed the Jazz to feast at the rim? And what can you take away from this one and Ricky Rubio's outing? It's all coming up next on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's show is brought to you in part by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. The upcoming holidays, all the shopping needs are there at the store, plus the great cheese section that Jeff and Scott have built out there with all their travels. Check it out at the store. I like the pastries. You like the cake? The cake section. Absolutely. They got all the best pastries there. Have you had the mudslide cookie? I've had everything they have. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Hello. That's kind of where we are. This one's been done for a long time. There was a minor fear, little moment of fear there for a second, but not really. Uh, this one was over in a hurry, frankly. In the second quarter, the Jazz won an 18-4 run, took control of the game, led 64-49 at the half, then jumped out to a 20-point lead early in the third quarter and ran away from this ball game. Uh, what was, what's your takeaway from this one? It's so tainted without Anthony Davis out there. Well, only takeaway I can get out of this is the fact that the Jazz was able to run and, and, and work on transition offense. This is something we've watched in practice where they're constantly going over, uh, you know, trying to score early sometimes in, in, in transition. So this is a ball game, especially the way that the Pelicans like to play, that you can do just that. You know, you bring up a really good point. Tonight is a tribute to the execution of a game plan. The biggest thing the Jazz want to do is take advantage of the fact that the Pelicans were 27th in the league defending after a defensive rebound. So in other words, when the Pelican missed and the other team got a live rebound, they don't get back defensively. But they didn't want to get into a track meet. So you had to run opportunistically. That's that's a hard thing to do, and they did that beautifully. Well, and, and you, you know, from listening to Quinn and watching practice and, and everything like that, he wants it to be controlled, but he wants the ball to, to be pushed. And he wants to push it to the point where you can break the paint. Now you're looking for threes. And Joe Ingles, you notice on a lot of occasions, they run to the corners, and then uh, Rubio or, or Donovan Mitchell will break the paint down the middle of the floor. So one of the other things was that the Pelicans allowed 42% of the shots, opponent shots at the rim. Even with Anthony Davis, they didn't defend the rim very well. So the Jazz came with the intention of just 
pounding the rim tonight. And they end up shooting, I think, 45% of their shots at the rim. Rudy Gobert was just on top of the rim, dunking time and time and time again tonight. What were they doing that was allowing them to get on top of the rim? They didn't change their game plan. I mean, they knew that even with Anthony Davis, that's, that they wanted to attack the rim. I mean, even in transition, they wanted to attack, attack the rim if, if they could, but they preferred to take the three when, when, when it was open. So the game plan didn't change. It just made it a little bit easier without Anthony Davis being there because Rudy is just so long, and uh, I thought Ricky Rubio did a great job of extending his dribble, keeping the, the undersized center on him till Rudy got close enough to wait and throw the lob. Well, that's a huge part of this game is the night by Ricky Rubio. Came in having just made seven field goals for the entire season. He had eight tonight, eight of 14, finished with 28 points. They took two points away from him. I had him with 30 at one point during the game. I guess they only have him with 28 now. 28. 28. We thought he had 30 at one point. They took two points away from him. Uh, but what did you see from Ricky tonight? Well, what he needed was to have a game like this. He needed to be able to knock down the three uh, and, and be under control of, of the basketball game. And I, and, and I did see that. Keeping his dribble alive is so important, I think, with him making himself better, but also making, making sure that his teammates are better there as well. Uh, one of the people just sent in some questions. Uh, one of them, uh, Chris Rigby, wanted to point out the play of George Niang tonight. He kind of changed the game. The Jazz trailed at the end of one tonight, 31-28. And then Niang came in. He hit a three in the right corner, drove and drew a foul, cut off Holiday on a fast break, stopped Miritich on a drive, and it swung the game. I think this, and, and you know, you and I have discussed a lot of players, and we, and we have discussed his, his game, and I think he has a solid game. I think he's going to demand a little bit more playing time, especially if he rebounds better. You know, Royce O'Neal is a very good rebounder. Uh, he's a very good defensive player there as well. But and but if if, if if he starts to rebound, then I think he can start to demand some more playing time. Tabo Cephalosha is available for the first time against Dallas tomorrow. It'll be really interesting to see if Quinn uses it. But that is going to be interesting. I don't think they'll just throw him in there, even though Tabo's been in practice. I mean, he's been very involved in what the, the uh, in the game plan. He, he knows what the Jazz want to do. Uh, and, and I think as far as mentally, um, physically being ready to play because, you know, he's staying in shape. It's, uh, we'll just have, you know, wait and see. But that's going to be Quinn's call to see, you know, what they want to do with him. Sure will be interesting. Donovan got his 22 points on 7 of 10 shooting. That'll help the old, all the people are talking about efficiency. Pace was really high. Jared Labram wants to know what the pace was tonight. Uh, I think it was about 106, 107 tonight. So pretty high Listen pace of play. They're asking about the pace of play. How about that, huh? These are good people that are listening to us. They listen to you. They know. They've learned. <laughs> but it was a great pace, and, and it was a fun ball game, I think, especially for fans to watch players get up and down the floor. It wasn't a slow, tight uh, basketball game. If, if Anthony Davis would have been playing, it probably would have been a little more exciting because he's a very nice and very good player. He's having a pretty good year. We'll remind you that in the last six times, Gobert and Davis have matched up. Jazz have won all six. Jazz win it tonight. They've won in Houston and in New Orleans. Those might be the two biggest competitors to the number two spot in the Western Conference. I don't care if Chris Paul and Anthony Davis didn't play. These are big wins when you put in the balance of things. They're breaks, and the Jazz took advantage of it. Let me add one other thing, because you see Anthony Davis was not here. So you see the importance of having your superstar. I mean, how good are teams now when you, when you lose one player? You know, obviously everything changes. 
probably the Golden State Warriors are maybe the only team in the league that can afford to lose a player and still be a threat to win a basketball game. You lose one or two, you're in trouble. And then the interesting one, I think, is three through ten depth. And I think the da Jazz, Boston, and Toronto are the three teams that have the best three through ten depth in the NBA. We saw a little bit tonight, obviously mo mo losing Anthony Davis, big deal, but they also lost Darius Miller tonight. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, except for they don't have very good three through ten depth. So when they're suddenly missing one of those guys, New Orleans loses a little bit. Jazz blow out the Pelicans. We'll be in Dallas tomorrow and talk to you then. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.